Welcome to the Injury Report with Dr. Fisher. As always, I'm Ben Steele. With us is uh, Dr. Fisher and a special guest today. But first off, Dr. Fisher, how are we doing? I'm doing great, Ben. I'm doing great. Right, ready to get into this one. Yeah, the uh, the, the season finale, uh, season one finale. So it, it's been a been an interesting season as we started this off. But definitely wanted to cap it off with uh, with bringing back uh, our number one guest of the year, uh, Rachel Martin, who. Uh, as most people know, was the star athletic trainer in Last Chance U. So, Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me back. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we enjoyed you the first time, and, and so did all the viewers and listeners. So, um, excited to to have you back. Um, you know, so for for all the listeners today, we're definitely talking about the Super Bowl. Um, you know. Not a lot of teams, not a lot of players to talk about it, but we're also going to talk about some matchups based on what we think from a physiological performance rather than any type of data-driven points of who throws the best ball against what defenses. Um, but the first couple segments will be uh, be as normal. But, uh, Dr. Fisher, was there anything you wanted to, to kind of preview for us today? Yeah, basically, uh, most of the stuff is ramping down. There was some illness that ran through Kansas City. And uh, and then we also have uh, a look at uh, Tevin Coleman's injury and then Travis Kelsey. So those are the two uh, that the illnesses uh, for the most part. Uh, but And then, as always, look for our updates on uh, our Twitter at, at Fishnet Group. Yes, absolutely. And definitely appreciate everybody the other day on Twitter giving us some recommendations on uh, some uh, some sports betting individuals to kind of get some insights for uh, for today. So we, we definitely got a little teaser at the end for y'all on the uh, on the sports betting piece. But um, without further ado, we'll we'll jump right into segment one. So let's talk about let's talk about we're essentially talking the injury list that uh, that's going on for the Super Bowl this week. Um, now really dug deep into and anybody that that is listed as some type of in illness or injury um we we put on the list we we did our research on some of these are old injuries some of these as you said are just illnesses um uh, but at the same time we will we'll talk about them and talk about them quick um so let's start with the quarterbacks dr fisher will take your input and rachel if you have if you have any any more insight greatly appreciate you adding that in there but um, Matt Moore, backup quarterback for KC. Uh, he did play some significant time this year, what one and one when Mahomes was out. Um, he has he's listed with an illness. Anything to worry about? This is Super Bowl. People get injured. Anything to worry? About? Come in and and play. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think he should be fine, barring any setbacks. Right? They'll they'll give him an IV if they have to, and you know they also have a a good third string quarterback that a lot of people forget about because Chad Henney was activated. Remember we talked about that uh, before. So so uh, you know, and, and growing up, we used to play on the same little kids' soccer team. So uh, so I have faith in Chad if he is needed. Cool. Yeah. I Oh, go ahead. Straightforward there. So we'll uh, we'll keep it rolling here. Let's jump into the running back position. the The big one we want to talk about it is is Tel- Telvin Coleman. Um, went out went out early in the last game, or was it the game before? That kind of opened up everything for um, Mossert to have that huge two hundred twenty yard game in the championship game. Uh, but Tevin Coleman out with that shoulder injury. 
Um, right now, everything I'm seeing, the sports books, the bets they did have, they took all the lines off of any prop bets on Coleman. So is that an indication he, he's not going to be ready? He's not going to play? Uh, the, well, the interesting part is that the teams have to come out with an injury report as if they practiced and the game would have been this Sunday. And then they make him do it again next week. So he was listed as questionable uh, if the game would have been this Sunday. He didn't really practice at all. They're expecting him to progress to practice this week. Uh, I would expect him to maybe practice this week. And that's going to be our indication if he is going to play. But I think them removing his prop bets off the board um, tells us that, one, they doubt that he's going to play first off. And then, two, there's no way for them to gauge the, you know, what the line should be. So I don't know uh, uh, if if Rachel's been hearing anything different or, or not than I have, but that's kind of that's kind of what I got. Yeah, that's about the same sentiments that I've been um, hearing and seeing. Now, the one thing I will say, just my own two cents, um, if we do see him practice, I mean, it is the Super Bowl, so depending on what his the significance of his injury, he might choose to. Um, try to do what he can to to help his team since it is obviously the last game of the season. So that would be, you know, whether or not we do or not, I don't know, but obviously yeah. as an athlete and working with them, I'm sure that, you know. Yeah. That, and there's a, there's a bonus if they dress for the Super Bowl. So, uh, <clears throat> so there, there's a potential where he may not be, he might not, he might be the third guy on the depth chart. But just mm-hmm. because he's suited up, he, he, he's going to suit up to get the money. So just something else to think about. So this could, uh, this could certainly be like a T.O. move when he, uh, when he had that broken leg and came back and played for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, hyperbaric chamber. Get him in it. Let's go. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, that, that's good stuff. We'll keep moving on. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, he's, he's, he's a backup running back for KC now. Um, He's said to have caught this illness. Um, any issues there? You think he'll be fine? No, I think he'll be all right. He wasn't listed on that injury report. So unless it's happened in the last few days, um, he, he should be okay. And even if it has happened in the last few days, <clears throat> he should be he should be all right. I mean, a lot of these illnesses, they're going to flood them with IVs. They're on antivirals. You know, they're really, uh, you know, they're really looking to, to curb that. They, they all the illness guys should be okay. Yeah, I don't see any of them n- not um, sitting out. Now, the one thing I would say about all the illness is, does it stop? You know, they all are in Miami now. Um, has the illness kind of gone away, or is it still being passed through? So that would be the one thing to be on the lookout for. Mm. Yeah, if there's new names that are popping up as the week goes on. But if it's the flu, hopefully everybody was dispensed Tamiflu, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a neurovirus or something like that, hopefully they're getting a good scrub down and and leaving Kansas City. Hopefully that gets rid of a lot of it as well. Correct. Right. So you're leaving your facility, you know, you're you're getting to a new place. Hopefully that's gone. And a warmer climate. Yeah. Not 17 degrees. (laughs) Yeah. Not fun. Um, okay, so let's jump into the wide receivers, and I think they both fall in this category. We got Demarcus Robinson uh, with KC. We got Dante Pettis with San Francisco. Both both are said to be out with illnesses, or at least have illnesses that that could affect their play. Obviously, I think we know the the Kansas City part. 
Uh, for San Francisco, do you think this is the the same same concept here? Yeah, he only missed one day of practice, so he was a, a no non practice participant, and then the next day he was full go. So to me, that could be an illness as much as food poisoning, or he just didn't feel right, you know. And they had a bye is bye week. Why are we going to practice him? So, um, so that's kind of what I I feel there. I think he should be fine. Agreed. All right. All right. So that, that'll take care of the wide receivers. Let's jump down to the tight end position. This is the one I think probably is the, the biggest that maybe maybe the entire Super Bowl can, can pivot on this based on if he plays or not. But Travis Kelsey um, has come out to ha- have a little bit of a knee injury. Um, how significant is this? And if we're, if we're looking at uh, – having some type of investment in this, whether it be from a, from a fan perspective or a financial perspective, how, how impactful is, is this potential injury? I, I think it's pretty impactful. And, and, and I definitely want Rachel's thoughts on this too. I, I think it's impactful because he is their tight end. He's a really good tight end, uh, but he was limited all last week in practice. Uh, but apparently if the game would have been on Sunday, he was going to play. He wasn't even going to be listed as questionable, doubtful, nothing. He, he was going to play. And, and I think it's because, well, he's he's so good at his crafts. So the question is, did you limit him because he didn't have to practice? Or was his injury really limited and you'd go smoke and mirrors by saying he was fine? So that that's kind of the overall question. I expect him to play. I expect him to be pretty good because even a bad day for him is a good day for most. So, um, so that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, and then my other question is, was he not practicing because of his knee or because of illness or a combination of the two um, with so many people yeah. on their team having having that illness? Um, that's what that makes me wonder, especially if he was um, listed as being full go for a potential game last Sunday or I guess uh, yesterday. So um, I see it being impactful, but I don't see him not playing. I just don't see that happening unless he has a signature, excuse me, a significant injury that so just he can't almost walk. almost could have been smoke and mirrors to cover up the fact that he had an illness of, of sorts rather than an actual knee injury. I mean, we don't know, but I mean, I'm not saying that his knee isn't, there's not something wrong. I'm just saying, is it a combination of the two? Yeah. And I mean, it yeah, is the Super Bowl. We, we like a good storyline. Yeah, or did we list him? Well, we know everybody knows he hurt his knee, but he's sick. So it's easy to just keep him with his knee and just say he's limited or out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever they did. That's a fascinating point. That is awesome. See, that need to make you a permanent, get you a permanent seat on the show. Um, All right. I'm down. uh, Let's do it. Um, Season two, here we go. Uh, I love it. (laughs) Quick, uh, we got Andrew Wiley. KC offensive lineman he has a slew of things going on illness ankle injury shoulder injury is this just run of the mill he's a beat up lineman but he's gonna truck out there and do his thing and there's nothing to worry about there's no, not gonna be any gaps on the offensive line come uh come yeah Sunday. I think so I, I I think so he was removed off the injury report for all of these um he did miss a ton of time throughout the season but he's no longer on the injury report and he's still, he's listed as uh, the number one guard on that side. 
of, of the line. So I would say everything's good to go. He's going to trudge out there. He's banged up, but hopefully he's gotten healthy in this, these two weeks or so uh, that he's kind of had with no, no pressure to play in a game. Agreed. Yeah. I think he goes out and does his thing. Rick always gets it done. Rick gets it done. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's jump to the defensive side of the ball, and then we got some fun segments to get into. Uh, Jordan Lucas, Casey, illness. I'm assuming just same run of the mill stuff. Yeah, he got sick later in the week, so we should see him full go sometime this week. Is what I'd say. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't have. I don't have anything to add there. <laughs> I know the illness it's pretty part straightforward. Is but we don't want to leave. Yeah. We don't want to leave a stone unturned because we know Vegas is listening, and we want them to have as much information as possible. Um, <laughs> Morris Claiborne, he's 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 uh he's been up here on on the list a number of times now with that same shoulder injury. Is is this going to keep him out, or do we expect him to kind of make a go at it? I, I think he'll have a go because you get that extra week there. So he was listed as a full participant. They don't practice all of those days, but he was anticipated to be a full participant all week. So he did as if the game was on Sunday. So this week, even more, unless there's some crazy setback in practice is kind of my take on it. Yeah. I would say about the same thing. And, I'm just telling you that warmer weather it just makes you feel better. So I feel like some of these things are just going to resolve on their own. Yeah, you, you get yeah. that warmer weather and, you know, hits don't hurt as hard. No. Maybe next year if we have a sponsor and a budget, we can go live broadcast from location. Um, just uh, just to test the theory. Uh, but let's, uh, let's keep going on. Uh, Chris Jones, defensive lineman for KC. He has a calf injury. Uh, this is another kind of, I don't, I don't want to say old one, but we talked about this one before. So just bringing this back up to make sure this isn't kind of popping up out of nowhere. Um, any concerns here? Um, well, it is a calf, right? So he was limited all week and listed as questionable. So he was one that would have been questionable if the game was this Sunday. And just remember that they take time to heal these calf injuries, right? You do something you shouldn't on it, it resets your time clock. So I, I think we know more based on his schedule of practice. So, so what's his practice schedule look like this week? Um, but again, it is a Super Bowl. So if there is a chance for him to play, um, you know, I think they, they get him to play. And his athletic trainer is Rick Burkholder, so he'll figure out a way, I think. Yeah, I if would there's agree. a way, he'll fight. Yeah. Uh, this would be the one injury of all the ones that we've spoke about so far that I would say um, would be the most likely to have impact on somebody not playing. Correct. Just because, it, because so much power and – and his um, stance, he needs that power in order to push off for, and that's where it comes from is in your calf. So, Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, we'll keep it going. Quan Alexander, um, he's, a, he's a stud linebacker for San Francisco. He was out. He had the same time frame, same timetable as J.J. Watt with that, with that pec issue. He comes back. Um, any, any concerns on the, on the pec injury, or do we feel like, He's good to go. No, I think he's good to go. I think he was limited because it was probably a little sore. 
and they yeah. had the bye week. I don't think he was limited because of anything else. Uh, and they, he was listed as a full participant and cleared if the game was last, uh, you know, yesterday. So I, I think he will be fine. Agreed. Okay. Uh, a couple more here. D Ford again uh, is so powerful. Does uh, does bring a big presence to that defensive line. He has that quad injury, but this is again another old injury. Any concerns going into this going into this matchup of uh, that kind of flaring up again? No, I I think he was on the injury report for the same reasons that Quan Alexander was. It was maybe a little sore. They had the extra week. Just let him be limited. Do what he wants to do. Um, you know, so he's he's ready to go. Yeah, that and not so much concern about going into the game, but um, longevity through the game. Um, yeah, can he make it through the whole thing? Um, having had that quad injury for a while now would be my only concern. Mm. Yep. Okay, that's an interesting point. All right, last one here. Um, Tart, San Francisco defensive back. Um, he's had that rib injury for a while now. Um, we've seen this before in other people like Hunter Renfro that this kind of that keep, this could keep them sidelined for a while. Do you do you anticipate him playing? Uh, I I do. He was limited, but would have played if the game was was on Sunday, so or, or this past weekend, right? So you always have to question the production with ribs. You know, because are, are, how are they able to move? Are they able to withstand hits? Luckily, he's giving hits, not taking them. So, so that kind of helps him out a little bit. Um, you know, but I think the extra week will help him, not hurt him. So the question is, can he make it through, um, you know, if, if he gets contacted on there? And, and I don't know. I, I don't know what Rachel's thoughts are, but that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, ribs are really tricky. Anything through that thoracic area that gets injured can cause a lot of other um, issue or limitation. So uh, I think the extra time obviously is to his advantage. Um, but I see him obviously starting. And same thing as four, just can he sustain the whole game, uh, you know, dependent on contact. All right. Um, all right. Well, that's that's awesome. Great insight. Um, actually, obviously, it's it's better to have two medical professionals than one no offense dr fisher um oh but, and none uh, taken uh watch we call it it's uh we got some really good insight from a, from frankly a, a segment that i i didn't think was gonna have have a lot of needed insight so um that was that was that was awesome so we'll keep this rolling though let's jump into segment two the fii the fisher injury index um i think everybody at home knows how this game is played uh we'll just refresh rachel's memory though so um, 80 or above means they're most likely to play 79 or below, uh, means they're most likely not going to play in the game. So I give you a, I give you a player that we just talked about. You give us their FII. Um, and as always, Dr. Fisher is on the fence at 79. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll be gracious hosts. Let our guests go first. And then Dr. Fisher, you can, you can come in with your FII on each player. That sound that uh, that sound like a plan? Yeah, let's roll. All right, I'm excited. Right, so, Rachel, you're up first. We got Matt Moore. Okay, so FII of him being able to play 95. The likelihood that he does play, 
I, I mean, I hope Patrick Mahomes isn't hurt where he has to go in um, unless for a special occasion. So that's my number there. 95, though. 95. All right. Fair enough, mm-hmm. Dr. Fisher. I gave him a 90. <laughs> so pretty close. But yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, Telvin Coleman. Um, Tevin Coleman. Let me see here. That that's a tricky one because we haven't seen him practice yet. We haven't seen him practice yet. But like I said, it's the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna say eighty-one. I haven't met eighty. I haven't met eighty. I think he's. I think he's gonna play. I don't know how much he plays, but I think he's gonna play. All right, uh, Lashawn McCoy. Mm, Ninety-five. Ooh, I put him at ninety. I feel like 90 is like my high. <laughs> all right. 79 Fair to enough. 90. That's the, that's the <laughs> range. That's all you get. <laughs> he is, he's a tough and for striker, zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. 95. I'm just going to keep it at 95. So if it was illness, Rachel's I see them playing. Is your 95 is, is my 90. There we go. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, Calibrate Pettis. the scale. Dante Pettis, same uh, same situation. Yeah, same. Yep, 95. Same, 90. 90. All right. <laughs> uh, here's a big one. Here's a big one. Travis Kelsey. I'm saying 85 because I see him playing – and we just don't know the real reason why he was limited. So I'm saying 85. Okay. I, I put it at 80. I think he's going to be good enough to play. Just over the line. All right. Um, our, our man, Andrew Wiley, is, what's he going to do? Is he going to get out there or not? Yeah, I put him at 85. I see him doing something. I just, with all the combination of everything he's had going on i don't know how well um he'll be but i see him getting out there and doing something okay um i put him at 90 oh Mm. here we go Mm -hmm. or no no hold on are we on kelsey no we're we're on on andrew wiley oh andrew wiley i put him at 90 all right a little bit more, a little bit more confidence than Rachel. That's that's a plot twist. That's why I love this. That's why I love it. All right, here we go. Uh, Jordan Lucas, ninety-five. So, all right. So, we're on Lucas. I'm gonna give Lucas an eighty. All right. Only so because we- he was sick. So I think you know sometimes, and he was sick later on. So sometimes you know it, it takes him a little bit. I, I'd go as high as eighty-five, but I, I'm sitting about an eighty. All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll see. We got a ninety-five and an eighty on Lucas, so that one's going to be interesting as it plays out. Let's go to uh, Morris Claiborne. What what are we thinking there? Mm, I'm going to put him at an eighty-two, just because it's been his shoulder. Um, mm. and see how see how things roll there. Okay. Oh wow, I put him at a ninety. Apparently, our calibration isn't isn't as good as we thought. <laughs> This is fascinating. Um, let's uh, let's go to Chris Jones with a calf injury. Oh, that one's a tough one, but I'm not going to be on the fence. I'm going to say 80 because I, I see Rick getting that. it done. <laughs> I appreciate that. Since Rachel said 80, I'm going to say 79. 
<laughs> there we go. We needed one of those. We needed one of those. Quan uh, Alexander. 95. I see him playing. Okay. Uh, I think I think we're back to our calibration. I got a 90. 90. All right. Fair enough. Uh, D Ford. I'm going to put him at an 85 just because of it being a quad and it being quads are like hamstrings. I just don't know the longevity of how much production he's got during the game. Okay. Okay. I put him at 90. 90 Ooh. was my favorite number this week. Apparently. Jeez. All right. All right. We'll wrap this up here with, uh, with Tart with the rib injury. What are we thinking? Um, I'm going to say 82. Those are tricky. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give him an 85 and all my numbers are slightly inflated because it's the big game. Okay. Okay. Make, make sense. Makes sense. So, all right, well that wraps up, um, the FII. Let's jump right into the fan favorite segment three, start them, sit them or send them. Um, now that we're in the playoffs and it's the last game of the season, uh, I really think you're more thinking like a GM or like a coach is just, should I definitely play this guy? Should I sit him on the bench just in case? Or should I just get him completely off my roster because he has no point in, he, he's not going to make any impact on the game, if that, if that all makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, so again, yeah. start him, sit him. Or send him. So again, we'll let uh, we'll be gracious hosts. Let Rachel go first. So Rachel, start him, send him, or send him. Matt Moore. Uh, sit him for obvious reasons, but start him if you had to. Uh, somebody's yeah. been listening to the podcast. Uh, I <laughs> I said uh, he is the backup, but All right. So. so maybe maybe he's holding on field goals. He'll be good there. Um, Kelvin Coleman. Ooh, sit him. Ooh, okay. Ooh, I said uh, I'd put him as a reserve, like the third back, uh, unless he starts practicing. So start him, sit him, or send him? Uh, it's a stit. It's like a half start, <laughs> a half sit. <laughs> I right? didn't know it was an option. It's not. It's well, not an option. You can- <laughs> that's why i said sit <laughs> all right well you know what just because your name's on the show um <laughs> we'll keep it rolling Lashawn mccoy start him start demarcus robinson start <clears throat> start dante pettis start start travis kelsey Start him. Start. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Okay. Andrew Wiley. Start him. Start. Uh, Jordan Lewis. Start him. Morris Claiborne. Start him. Yeah, I got to start him. Chris Jones. Mm, Sit him. Mm. Ooh, ooh! I said because it's uh, the big game, you start him. <laughs> All right, I'm on the GM well, side now. I'm not. I'm not trying to be the medical guy. I'm pushing the envelope. <laughs> okay, okay. Here, here we go. Um, I'll put on 
DM hat for the last ones. Juan Alexander. Start him. Start. Uh, D Ford. Hmm. Since I, I'm going to take Jeremy's uh, approach to this and start him. Okay. Yep. Uh, me too. <laughs> I'm starting. <laughs> All right. And then Tart? Uh, I'd start him. Yeah. Just be interesting to see how long it goes for. Yeah, I'd start him, right? It, and I'd start him with this line. Be the hammer, not the nail. <laughs> there you go. All right. There you go. Give him motivational speeches too. Nice. <laughs> All right, this is uh, this is where it's going to get fun, boys and girls. So uh, we're going to jump into segment four, Doctor Knows Best. But uh, for all of our normal listeners, uh, we change it up this week. So what we want to know is I am going to give Rachel and Dr. Fisher uh, a position. So, for example, quarterback, and I'm going to pick one player from San Francisco, one player from KC, and it's up to Rachel and Dr. Fisher to pick who the better? Who's going to have a better game of those two? So we're going to see if the doctor really does know best, and he has to he has to make that prediction. Um, the way they're looking at their insight on this one, not as a GM, um, more from the medical side of which one, from a physiological perspective, is actually going to perform better. So this is a physiological performance based guess, not a data driven how somebody matches up against certain defenses type deal. If uh, if that all makes sense, makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. All right, um, I do feel like uh, whoever picks second here gets uh, gets the element of surprise comparative to who picks first. So, Doctor Fisher, we're going to make you pick first, put you on the spot. Uh, so okay. We're start. We're going to start off with the quarterback position. Would you go with Jimmy Garoppolo for San Francisco or Patrick Mahomes for KC? Mahomes. All right. I would, I would too go with Mahomes. All right, two for Mahomes. Uh, let's go to the running back position. Raheem Moore start, Sturt. I don't know how you say his last name. Uh, for San Francisco or Damian Williams for KC. I'm going with Moore start. Ooh, going with Damian Williams. Mm, there we go. Now it gets interesting. Um, wide receiver position. Uh, we're going to give you two sets. We got Debo Samuels, Emmanuel Sanders for San Francisco or Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins for KC. I'm going with the KC wide receivers. That This is a tough one. Emmanuel Sanders brings it, but I'm going to have to say I go with uh, – I'm going to go with Kansas City as well, Tyreek and Sammy. All right. I am seeing a fan favoritism here. Um... <laughs> I'm not even a fan of Kansas City. That's what's funny. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the tight end position. This is going to be a really, really interesting matchup, uh, both from physiological performances, but also just these individuals are just fun to watch and probably party with. So Travis Kelsey for KC or George Kittle for San Francisco? Well, I do like, you know, some of the celebrations here uh, with Kelsey, but I'm going to go with Kittle. Ooh. Interesting. I just feel like Kelsey's so, uh, what's the word, dominant and physical compared to Kittle that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Travis. All right. Um, let's, go, let's go to the offensive line. Are you taking San Francisco or KC? San Fran. 
San Francisco. All right. There we go. We got you off the, the KC bandwagon <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> let's, let's jump to the defensive side of the ball. San Francisco or KC? San Francisco. San Francisco is a question. All right. I, I expect Matthew, but there's not a lot. There's not a lot happening over there on that defense. I just had to go with the only good part of that Kansas City had. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, last but not least, uh, this position doesn't really get talked about. However, um, sometimes, uh, as we know, these games do, do come down to this position making the final play. So let's look at the kickers. Let's look at Robbie Gold for San Francisco or Harrison Butker for KC. I got to take it back to Lock Haven, Pennsylvania and Robbie Gold. I'm going with Gold as well. All right. Fair enough. Uh, we have our picks. We'll, uh, we'll play this out and, uh, and see who wins. Follow us on Twitter during the game. Uh, and, uh, We'll, uh, we'll kind of see how it plays out. All right, we're going to jump to segment five. Uh, this is a new segment, and uh, we only got, only got one or two left, but I'm really excited about this segment because I get to pick stuff. Um, so this one's called Props for the People. Um, this kind of started last year where I, uh, I went to Vegas, and I picked three prop bets, uh, and I won all three. I parlayed them. Uh, so that worked out well. So now I, I, I feel that I am all knowing and a genius. Um, so as, a, as, as an insight here, I'm going to give, uh, give everybody three prop bets, let you know how I feel about them. And if you want to take them to the sports book, feel free. These are actually from Westgate. Uh, but also, also just not to be outdone as, as I mentioned, uh, we were looking for some, uh, um, sports betting insight from from some individuals. Our boy Striker has also given us three prop bets that he said are locks. So we'll uh, we'll see whose prop bets uh, play out better. And uh, I think they're all going to win. So uh, you know, I would say parlay all of them. But uh, but you know, here's uh, here's kind of what we're thinking. So for my three prop bets. I'm saying, and uh, and Dr. Fisher and Rachel, you guys after each one can can chime in if you agree or disagree. So from Westgate Sportsbook, it says that Kittle's first reception will be over or under 12 and a half. He, I'm going with the over. He averages 12.4 per catch, but they really like to start the game strong and open up the field by sending him uh, sending him uh, into open space down the field. Uh, so I think his first big reception is, is probably going to, frankly, be 20-plus. Um, but I definitely think the over on 12-and-a-half. What do you guys think? I like I your thinking. That. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Um, next one that I went with, and again, there was probably about 150 of these. Uh, I picked the top three, and so did, so did Stryker. Uh, total number of completions by Garoppolo. Over under 19 and a half. I'm going with the under. He has um, he has reached that over eight of 18 times he's played this year. However, um, they were against very poor defensives. Two of them against the Cardinals alone. I think you saw last week when you go up against a, a decent defense, um, they become a little bit more conservative and don't have him pass as much. 
Now, at the same time, and I under, I totally understand this, their running game uh, was was so off the charts he didn't need to pass, but it scares me that he only passed eight times uh, prior to this. So I'm going with the under of 19 and a half for total completions by Garoppolo. That, that seems like a fair statement. Um, I, I I may go over on this one because they don't Kansas City's defense isn't that good. Okay, Kansas City's defense isn't that good compared to San Francisco, but throughout the season, Kansas City's defense has improved. What if what if he has <laughs> over twenty completions in the first half, and then they pour it on like they did, uh, you know, against uh, the, the Titans or the Texans, or the Titans. either one, yeah, yeah both of them. <laughs> well. And, and this is this is the other thing is I'm you know Kansas City obviously held held Travis Henry in check so my thought is if they hold the the running game in check uh, they know that Garoppolo is going to have to throw and even when he throws thirty plus times he's against a decent defense he's not getting anywhere close to 20, 20 completions so um, that that's my thought process that's what we're thinking. And the uh, the third one, again, I keep mispronouncing his name, but I think they did on the broadcast last week too. Is it Mostart, the the Raheem Mostart, the running back for for San Francisco, who went off for 220 yards last week? Um, right now, Westgate has him at the over under of total rushing yards for him for the game at 80 and a half. When you look at the statistics. He only broke that number three times this year. Most of the time, he's fluttering between 46 and 53. Uh, and now that he had such a big game, obviously Kansas City is going to be eyeing on him. And plus, what again, how they contained Henry, I just don't see I don't see him getting more than, than 80 and a half. So I'm going to take the under on that. I'll agree with the under. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because they got sizzle now. They got T-Sizzle. All right. Um, so they are my three locks. Let's go Let's go to our boy Stryker's three locks. Um, I know he's having, uh, he's been having a fantastic year listening to us, and we very much appreciate it. So we appreciate him reciprocating the love and giving us some insight uh, and giving our listeners insight uh, so they can, have, uh, they can have a good Sunday. So um, Stryker says, for Mahomes' longest run over under – 11 and a half. He went with the over. Um, I have to agree with that. I, I just... agree. Yeah. He's unpredictable. He can run for a lot or maybe not at all. Think about that. Was it the Texans, that touchdown run? Yeah. That was like 27 Yeah, I yards. think he has a long run here. They've got a good yeah. defense. They're going to lock They're gonna lock up some receivers, and he's gonna. it's going to leave the middle open at some point where he's going to take off for move. 15 to 20 yeah. yards. Yeah, no, I feel good about that too. So next one he says is Sammy Watkins, total number of receptions over under three and a half. He took the over. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. I I, I like it is. I like guarantees. I'm I'm gonna I think over because he's gonna have to catch more because they're gonna be on Tyreek. I think that's how you get the over, and it's the Super Bowl. So yeah, I think they're. Funny. I think they're going to lock him. Mm-hmm. The, the other guy, so, so he's it's going to open him up a little more. Maybe he has some shorter routes. He's getting some dump routes. You never know. So I I agree with the over. 
I, I'm going to take the under because I think Damian Williams is just going to – I think he's just going to be a huge factor in all of this. Um, yeah. But I, I do agree with, with both your thought processes. Um, and then the last one he says, third quarter over under, and I'm guessing this is the total amount of points, is 10.5. Um, he's taking the over. Uh, Kansas City pours it on in the second half. I have to, I have to agree with him there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with him because the other thing is you have to remember that the halftime show it's like, it's like Forever almost long. two half times. So one of the teams always comes out a little slow, and that's how these games get a little tighter. So I agree. Yeah, can we talk about the halftime show for just a second? Are you guys excited for Shakira and J Lo? Uh, yeah, so- yeah. I, you know, isn't this a skin appearance for both of them? I'm not sure, actually. I just know that I'm really excited for the whole game and for the Patriots to not be in it. It's the first time I've been excited for a Super Bowl in a couple years. I, I I'm think always... all of America has that same thought process. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up, but it comes down to one big final question. Um Rachel, we'll let you go first, Dr. Fisher, and then I'll give my insight. But last segment, who do you got, Casey or San Francisco? I've got Kansas City because they are so unpredictable, and they have shown in the last two playoff games that they can be down by a lot and still come back and find a way to win. So I've got Kansas City. Very nice. Very nice. What I'm going to do is give a little insight here and then give my pick. So the odds right now is holding steady Kansas City minus one with an over under of 45 and a half, which has gone up two points. The over under, by the way, the money line KC minus 120 San Francisco plus 100, which is even right. Even money on the money line for San Fran. So uh, right now it looks like a you pick them for all those people who don't know anything about sports betting. It's a you pick them. So I would definitely bet the spread here since it's only one point. So because Casey's minus 110, San Fran's plus 110. So as much as I would like to see Casey win it because of all my personal connections to Kansas City, I think San Fran wins it and the game goes over. Mm. All right. There we go. Um, I will I will end this tie. So I've gone back and forth, and here's my thought process. I'll give you my justification is I think when you look at it, Kyle Shanahan is such a great schemer and play caller. And, you know, for the most part, Garoppolo can execute what Shanahan's calling. Um, I think Shanahan takes allows San Francisco to be better based on play calling comparative to Kansas City for Andy Reid. But mm-hmm. as much as I appreciate Andy Reid and love him, what he did for the Eagles, it's hard for me to get over the fact that he never got he never got the final win he needed in Philly as a Philly sports fan. Um, however, with all of that said, I just think the talent level of Patrick Mahomes is is is, is so far above everybody else on the field that he literally can will an entire football team back to yeah. win the game as we saw. Mm-hmm. So twice I've got, yeah. I've got to go with, I've got to go with Kansas city. 
Oh, man. Odd man out. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I mean, they made it this far, and I was doubting them to this point. So at this point, I just got to pick them. <laughs> I, I, I hope. Could you imagine? Andy Reid would be the, the like the one person who would be excited to go to the White House after winning because <laughs> they give Big Macs now. I just want to see him in the White House in one of his Hawaiian shirts. That's his Hawaiian shirt shaking Trump's hand with a Big Mac. Like, I, do you? I, I, you did see that they all wore Hawaiian shirts to travel to Miami. The team. Did they? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Actually, the question is, if Kansas City wins and they have to go to the White House on a Tuesday, does Andy Reid make sure that they get Taco Bell for Taco Tuesday? Mm. Ooh. Mm. See, that's a question. Well, I think that's a that's another episode. But um, <laughs> this this was awesome, guys. The 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 first season of doing this um, to all of our listeners. I really hope. You got some insights from what we were able to deliver. Um, I know we always reference Stryker, but um, he always lets us know how he does uh, based off the information we're giving out. And uh, he had a lot of success. So hopefully everybody else listening not only had success in, in their fantasy or just their mm-hmm. their fandom towards teams. Hopefully we, we gave you some more insights to make you feel better as a fan or if you had any type of financial investments in anything. Um, hopefully we helped you out. Um, it was awesome. Uh, it was just a fun, fun year looking to do it again. Um, and, and we couldn't have done it obviously without Dr. Fisher, but also with, with, without, you know, we couldn't have done it without guests like Rachel, um, who just take, take our natural, our episodes to, to the next level when we have them on, um, you, you know, we'll be, we'll be off. Uh, but please still follow us on Twitter at fishnet group. Um, trying to figure out what, if anything we do around basketball may do something may not, but as always, you can, you can hit us up on Twitter and follow us on Twitter. Um, we're more than willing to give any type of insights if you direct message us. Um, and, uh, and we can go from there, but, uh, but Dr. Fisher, um, just thank you for, thank you for an awesome season. Yeah, thank you, Ben, for hosting, and uh, and thanks, Rachel, coming on, and uh, thanks for all the listeners. Great year. Yeah, and yeah. Rachel, uh, again, thank you, and uh, let's uh, let's figure out how we make make this more of a permanent aspect for you. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun, and yes, let's talk about it. Let's do it. Awesome. Um, all right, all right, everybody, really appreciate it, and we'll uh, we'll see you next season. Best of luck, uh, best of luck with the game this weekend. Thank you.